0: Hi, I'm Mike Cappanieri, and this is the FEMA Podcast. When it comes to disasters, there's no way to predict when the next one will occur, but we can do things to prepare. FEMA's Community Emergency Response Team Training, or CERT, is one way to help communities to prepare for a disaster or large event. Today, we'll learn more about these teams from two special guests. Phil Amtower is the coordinator for Christian County CERT, as well as the task force leader for Missouri CERT 1, a regional CERT team located in southwest Missouri. And we have Christopher Carroll. Chris is the KCMO or Kansas City, Missouri CERT coordinator. Welcome, gentlemen.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you.
0: So, Chris, uh, let me start with you. I know that you have trained multiple people for Kansas City. Uh, Can you tell us what exactly, I guess, is the CERT program?
1: Community Emergency Response Team program, uh, it's a nationwide or nationally recognized program to train normal individuals, uh, family members, friends in how to be better prepared for themselves but more importantly to be able to help family members, neighbors in the immediate aftermath of a major emergency. CERT participants learn a variety of skills from how to prepare themselves for disaster but they also learn some basic skills such as light search and rescue, emergency medical, learn about disaster psychology, a little bit about terrorism, just all kinds of of broad topics and and information regarding how to be prepared in a disaster. The nice part about the CERT, because it's under FEMA and Citizen Corps, is that if we train them here in Kansas City and they move to another part of the country, Los Angeles, Maine, wherever, That certification is still recognized.
0: That's great. You know, hearing you talk, our FEMA administrator, Brock Long, what he's been really talking about quite a bit lately is the importance of kind of thinking of it as life skills. You mentioned CPR, some of those other basic skills that I think often get lost when, you know, we talk about emergency management doctrine and things of that nature. Uh, But just hearing you go through some of what CERT really tries to to highlight and to to get people up to speed on really falls in line with what the administrator's been talking about so thanks for uh, going through that description with us there
1: welcome and i would like to mention that cert does not normally teach cpr Uh, we leave that to the american red cross and and uh, other organizations american heart association what we teach in disaster medical is walking into a room full of 30 people they're all injured what do you do
0: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So still important stuff, Very but important good time. clarification. All right. Thanks, Chris. Um, Phil, turning to you, uh, I understand that you have a local CERT team as well as a regional team. Can you explain how the regional team works?
2: Yes, we, um, we call ourselves CERT one and we're kind of modeled after the FEMA, Urban Search and Rescue Teams. We took that concept and kind of adapted it to our CERT program. Normally a FEMA urban search and rescue team, they have doctors, engineers, firefighters, EMTs. Every day they go to their normal jobs. If there's a disaster or some major event, they all assemble and form a a well-trained, respondable team. In our area, we have about eight active search teams and we kind of operate the same way. So a normal, everyday, we have our own administrative functions, we have our own teams, we're our own leaders, but if there's a large event or an incident, we can bring that team together to have a, a larger, more deployable team. We have more resources and more toys to play with that way, and we can be gone for longer if we need to. I found out that you know, we have quite a few CERT people on our team. But if you ask them to go somewhere for a couple of days or even a week to some other part, it really cuts down on our available pool of personnel. People are busy. Mm-hmm. They have jobs. A lot of times these volunteers have to take vacation days to do that. So it might be that I only have 5% of my team that could go for somewhere for two days to do a particular task. But if I add all those other eight in and take their 5%, then we have a bigger team and we can go somewhere and handle whatever tasks we need to.
0: Yeah, so when I think about the words task force in this context, I usually do think about the USAR or Urban Search and Rescue Team, so I appreciate that analogy there. What made you, uh, I guess, come up with this idea?
2: Well, it really came about after Joplin tornado, and which was a large event, and we're only about 60 miles from there so we took a lot of our folks. Um, I think we performed over 3,000 hours of volunteer work there doing various functions. We kept our progress up on Facebook and then there were other teams that saw that and said, hey, can we go with you? And so we said, sure. And like Chris talked about a while ago was that all the training is the same, which plays well into our regional concept. If I get somebody from Polk County, I know that they've had the same training as my folks. Same thing with his team. If if we were to go to Kansas City and, and help them with something, we know so what we're getting. Just plug in, kind of? Yes.
0: Yeah. That's great. And I understand that you all were recently acknowledged at the national level, is that right?
2: Yes, in um, 2014. The Individual and Community Preparedness Division of FEMA gave us the most outstanding CERT initiative, and we got to go to Washington, D.C. to to get our award. A humbling experience. It was exciting. Yeah. Got to meet a lot of interesting people, and it really, um, we were proud of that.
0: Cool, well, it definitely sounds like it was warranted. So so Chris, turning to you, um, earlier you were giving us an overview of CERT, maybe if you could talk a little bit about what classes the CERT training series consists of.
1: Um, yeah, as we've mentioned, the, the CERT training is national standard. So we've been mandated by FEMA to train specific items and topics, although we, are at, we, we do have a little bit of leeway in that we can tailor it to the region. So um, for example, our first unit, which is disaster preparedness, talks about all kinds of Disasters that you encounter because we're in Kansas City. We cut out the how to prepare for a volcano part So right we're, probably smart we're not We're not we're not thinking of too much of a of tsunami preparedness Yeah, no probably tsunami preparedness yet. But a lot of the rest of it is pretty standard our unit two, which is fire safety we teach the certs how to recognize what causes a fire the Principal components of a fire how to be safe during a fire and we ch- we give them the opportunity to to extinguish a small fire using a fire extinguisher. Now we don't train them to be firefighters. We train them to do small fires, something you can put out with a fire extinguisher. But we are lucky in that we can partner with the local local utility companies, our gas company and our electric company, and we have the experts come in and they teach them a little bit more about gas safety and electrical safety as well when they're out responding. The next units three and four are disaster medical one and two, which we've talked about before. It's not CPR. We're not necessarily teaching you how to deal with one-on-one. Gotcha. We're teaching you how to deal with a room full of injured people, how to triage them, which triage is the ability to separate people into how critical the nature of their injuries are. So anywhere from what we call green, which is they're fine, maybe just need a band-aid, to more serious levels of, of injury. And then once they've done that, then they can go through and they can treat the critical, we teach them how to treat the critically injured to save their lives. Um, but it's, it's all prioritizing. About, yeah, prioritizing, <sighs> but it's all about the main mission of CERT and the mantra that we like to drill into them is do the uh, most good for the most people in the quickest amount of time. So that's why we don't, teach CPR because that means you're tied up with the one one person. Got and five which is light search and rescue uh, want to reiterate we're not teaching them to be USAR teams uh, urban search and rescue teams we're teaching them how to go into a, a lightly or undamaged building or area because we also teach outdoor search and rescue and search for people that need help. Then the the next three call the the classroom Uh, again part of the national curriculum but we teach team organization so that a CERT member can organize themselves with either other CERT teams or we also teach them the ability if they're in their neighborhood, they're the only person that's been CERT trained how to quickly train and organize just their neighbors and friends into a, a cohesive and efficient team to help the rest of the neighbors in the neighborhood. And then finally we have disaster psychology and terrorism very important disaster psychology. People don't realize how worn down and stressed that they can become helping other people, but also how stressed people become in a disaster. Your friend, who normally you joke and have a good time with, tornadoes just taken out their house. They might be in a completely different person. Right. Uh, and incorporated in that disaster psychology, we also have provide training for the functional and access needs community how to deal with someone who's blind, how to deal with someone who's deaf, how to deal with someone who might have uh, mental or cognitive issues as well, so they can truly help the whole community. And then finally, once we've taught them all those things, we throw them into a dark basement with live victims. Uh, we We use moulage to simulate various injuries, and we have them organize themselves, set up a medical area, organize search and rescue teams, as instructors it's a lot of fun but it's really a good way to drive home what they've been taught and they really enjoy it from a standpoint of you know, it's one thing to read and write a paper on a test but it's another thing to actually have someone who's like clinging on you saying help me, help me and to see these injuries, they really enjoy that. Total class time for Kansas City we have, we use 24 hours broken down. The national standard is 20 hours, but we like that extra four hours for our full scale disaster. In Kansas City, we break that up into various ways. We can do three weekends and eight hours a day. Uh, We do six evenings for four hours. We could do it in like 12, two hour sessions, but... Long days. Yeah. (laughs) At least for a long, at least for, for a few months. And I'm not sure uh, my instructors would like uh, two 12-hour sessions either, but right. um, But we, we can accommodate, uh, particularly if we have a group that wants to come in and, and train together, especially if they have a facility, we can accommodate their, Got their schedules.
0: And just to reinforce a point that both you guys were making earlier, so Kansas City, pretty major metropolitan area, you know, about two million people or so. Christian County, obviously a more rural area of Missouri, but in terms of curriculum, Phil, what you just heard Chris go over, it's more or less the same, right? I mean, in terms of the, 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 the topics and the areas of emphasis?
2: Yes, the baseline is, is the same, and that's the beauty of the program. Chris and I could go to California or West Virginia, and it's the same that's there. Yeah. And sometimes we add things, We partner with the health department. The health department is charged with setting up pods for mass vaccination, so we provide a lot of volunteers to the health department in the event of that type of emergency. So sometimes, uh, and not all the time, but we'll add about a two hour module and the health department will come in and give the pod operations overview. So certain volunteers could be used for the administrative functions, you know, check in and check out and uh, door greeters and parking, you know, if we had to open up a pod somewhere.
0: So you can kind of tailor, you know, like you were just talking about the, the points of distribution or, or pods, but yeah. the baseline is always going to be this. Yes. yeah.
2: If he asked, um, Chris wanted some of my volunteers to come and help him, he knows great. what he's getting and vice versa. That's great.
0: Well, Phil, just earlier you were talking a little bit about your experiences in Joplin. And just wondering if you could talk through that a little bit more, or if there are maybe some other more recent events that you all have participated in that you wanted to to just highlight.
2: We have a a Citizens' Corps in our county. CERT is only a, a, a small part, actually. We have the Volunteers Police Service and an amateur radio. We have DART, a Disaster Animal Response Team. So we have that full spectrum of the Citizens' Corps. We seem to get involved in a lot of things in the county, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but we've been fairly disaster-free in the last few years. Knock on wood, I hope right. don't have Right, fingers crossed. Yes. Yeah. You need to keep the people motivated, and you need to keep them together. Give them something to do. If you don't give them something to do, they're going to go volunteer somewhere else.
0: It seems like that would be the challenge—is kind of like outside of that disaster mode, just keeping the momentum,
2: yes, the enthusiasm. It, it really is. Just last week, we had a big river jam. It's called in our county, and we did the parking for that. Lots of things you can get them involved in, and it keeps them together. They become friends, so it makes a, a much better, yeah. better team. We have a pretty good search and rescue team. We do searches for missing persons, so if our sheriff's department or local police department need help with finding someone, we have a lot of people that are trained in search and rescue. We have the FEMA class coming up in our county next month. We do fire prevention week activities at school. Our citizens corps has a Surrey fire safety trailer that uh, we put kids through it and you can put smoke in there and teach them how to crawl out of the house you know, if it's smoky. That's a lot of fun. One of my favorite times of the year. Yeah. Playing with the kids.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Having three younger kids myself, I could see them getting a kick out of that type yes. of stuff.
2: They they love it. They love to see the firemen coming with the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> and Joplin was a big event, and we've talked about this a lot, but one of the, the times I was most proud of my volunteer team, we went over the first few days and Some of those folks that are good in search and rescue, they kind of integrated with some of the other teams that needed, you know, some extra personnel. We don't have the equipment that those folks do, but uh, they can help with the administrative and logistics stuff. We were called over, oh, a few days later, the Red Cross wanted us to help with some logistic things, and we got there, and they'd already had that function covered with one lady who was almost in tears she had a list of 315 people that she was tasked with finding. Now normally the Red Cross doesn't look for people. They do their safe and well program, Mm -hmm. so if you're a victim of disaster there's a website you can go on and list yourself as safe and well. And then if somebody out, a state or, or wherever, is looking for you, they can go on there and see if you're okay. Well in this case they had so many, it was such a big disaster and they were looking for so many people those folks that were on that list didn't meet the normal department of public safety's missing person so if you want to go somewhere and list somebody as missing you have to be a close relative and you've had to see them have seen them within the last few days or whatever these 350 people were valid i mean there were folks looking for them so we took that list from them our cert folks set about finding those people. They had to become detectives. It was amazing to see what they come up with to find these folks. We use Facebook, we went usually the first thing we went is to their residence. Sometimes it'd be just totally gone. And you'd fondle through the rubble and dig and find a cell phone or whatever you could, you know, to try to get some evidence of where this folk where these folks were. It was amazing after it was all said and done we found I think everybody but one
0: out of the 315
2: Wow it was a learning experience there were some people that didn't want to be found naturally that's right you can imagine that people will take advantage of a disaster to do things that are not totally right right so we had to keep that in mind but I, I have never been more proud of a group of people at that moment
0: So thanks for going through that experience there. Uh, Chris, what about you? Any recent examples that you wanted to highlight?
2: Like Phil
1: said, you
0: know, we've had a bit of a lack of disaster. Right, which again, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah,
1: not necessarily a bad thing, but we did have the Oak Grove tornado last year. That's right. And our CERT team joined other CERT teams to do damage assessment and kind of door-to-door checks on people. So they really enjoyed that and one thing i would like to say about the person that joins a cert team they are very much wanting to help their community with the with the lack of disasters they want things to do so we've right, participated with the uh, american red cross and kansas city fire department every year they they team up to provide free smoke detectors to those low-income families and places like that that may not necessarily be able to afford smoke detectors so they do partner up with them and participate in that every year where they go around and they will install smoke detectors for for the people. Uh, In addition, we have a number of exercises that we like to keep them active throughout the year. One of the favorite ones is we partner with the Kansas City Zoo, and for the day we take them into the zoo and we do a search and rescue in an old abandoned part so it's all creepy and overgrown, and they really enjoy that and it keeps keeps their search and rescue skills honed up.
0: Gotcha. So let me ask, as you know, hearing you both talk about it, going through the program, what is the best way to sign up? You know, starting with you, Chris, and then for you, Phil, would it be connecting with the the town, the emergency management? What's the best way to just get connected with CERT?
1: Um, to get connected with CERT, go to the Citizen Corps website. Okay. That lists all of the CERT teams throughout the nation, and you can find the one that's, that's closest to you and most of the teams usually have some kind of residency requirement like for kansas city you have to live work or or somehow be associated with sense, kansas right. city so like you for instance even though you live in kansas you work in kansas city so you could join our team Hint, hint. <laughs>
0: <laughs> got it
1: the nice part is, is kansas city offers free it's free of charge all you have to do is show up and and give us your time and we will run you through the the trainings And if you're interested in joining Kansas City, you can contact me. Go to our website, kcmo.gov, or you can call at 816-513-8603. If you're not part of Kansas City, I will look up and see what CERT team you can join. All right. Thanks, Chris. What about you, Phil?
2: Yeah, the same thing. The easiest way is to go to the national website, and it'll list all the the active CERT teams. Um, We have a Christian County CERT. Facebook page, and usually you can find us there or ema.christiancountymo.gov, and you can sign up for cert on the website.
0: So it sounds like no matter where you are, whether you're in Missouri, Vermont, California, the Citizen Corps webpage will be the best resource to find out what's closest to you, and the yeah. good way to get connected there. All right. One thing that I wanted to mention was the um, workplace cert, some of those programs. So. Workplace CERT is designed to operate in any type of workplace environment. A workplace CERT program can support and enhance existing capabilities, and CERT volunteers can participate in efforts to increase preparedness and resilience of the workplace and the community where, let's face it, so many of us spend our time. Um, A workplace CERT team equips employees with skills that enable them to perform basic disaster operations in an emergency much of what Chris and Phil have just been talking through and each workplace cert program will be unique to the specific needs of the workplace it serves. It's always going to be uh, tailored of course to those specifics. Um, have either of you worked with a workplace cert? or familiar with that?
1: Chris? We've trained a number of businesses. Um, semi-recently we trained the security company that provides security for Crown Center, which is a major shopping right. area in Kansas City, and we've worked with churches, universities, UMB Bank, that's another team. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, if a group wants to form a cert team or get some cert training, they just contact us. Again, it's free. It's good because they help their business, and they're a great resource. If we do have a disaster, we can call on to help the community at large. Uh, I'd also like to mention that every two years we partner with Avila University and we have what's called Teen Cert. Avila has a program where they help train at risk teens to become more productive in society and they call us in because this is good life skills for those young individuals to have.
0: And that's one of the uh, Catholic colleges in the area. Is that right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. gotcha.
1: But the program itself is non denominational. Right, any right. Teen, and, uh, it's a good program at the end. If they pass their classes, they can get uh, scholarships and university credit. And cool. Really helps them get ahead in life, and we're very proud to be a part of that.
0: Yeah, I wasn't, we were talking earlier, and I've had some background working with Citizen Corps and, and CERT, but I'd not heard of the workplace um, CERT before. Do you have any experience with that?
2: No, not really. We teach a lot to churches. We have all of our CERT class materials in the trailer, so we can tailor it to business or any organization. In Christian County, we, we don't have a lot of big businesses. We have It's mainly small business, mm-hmm. but still there, that's, uh, I think, a, a thing that needs to happen. And, and like you said, this is life skills. I guarantee you, at some point in time in your life, you're going to use what you learned in CERT training. whether it's at a car wreck or a disaster or some type of home emergency. So I recommend that anybody and everyone should take this training.
0: That's like I was telling you all from earlier today, I just, where I live in Shawnee, Kansas, within the past couple of days, literally got a notification from uh, the Nextdoor app, which sent information out about a class starting in Shawnee. And I was telling my wife about the discussion I was going to have with you guys, and I was like, you know, I should really... You practice in what I preach here and uh, need to engage. But I also understand Chris is making a pitch for the Kansas City <laughs> But either way, it's all, all good stuff. So uh, before we wrap, is there anything that you guys wanted to – anything else you wanted to add?
1: Well, you can do associate if you wanted to. Do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would just kind of like to add that, uh, you know, CERT is there for everyone. And even if you don't want to join our CERT team, just to have the knowledge and the skills means that it's one less person, one less family that, as an emergency manager, I don't have to worry right. so much about. I know you can. You've got the skills. You can help to help your family and devote your, your resources
0: elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: but if you want to join the team, that's even better.
0: <laughs> anything from your perspective, Phil? Anything?
2: Else? No, I just, I just reiterate what Chris stated and. It is really valuable training, and anyone that takes it, I think, will see that. And everyone that has been through our class has enjoyed it. You never know when a disaster is going to strike your community, and it's better to be prepared than not.
0: Absolutely. Let me just say, I think you are both uh, fantastic advocates for the CERT program. Um, Very much mean that, just hearing you uh, go through your experiences here today. Uh, So I do want to thank you both for joining us today. We've learned a lot about CERT teams, I certainly have, and their importance to the whole community to be prepared for a disaster. We've linked this episode on our FEMA Facebook page and we invite you to join the conversation in the comments. If you have ideas for a FEMA podcast topic, send us an email at fema-podcast at fema.dhs.gov. If you would like to learn more about this episode or other topics, visit fema.gov backslash podcast.